When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Ali Reno and Shaka Hislop. We'll kick things off in the Premier League, where Arsenal restored a five-point advantage at the top of the table after beating Fulham away by three goals to nil. Frank LeBeouf with us, as is uh, Julien Laurent. Hey, Frank, Arsenal are good. Very good. Very mature. Um, I, I, I felt really enthusiastic watching the game, you know, because I found, you know, people... And this, again, we have to recall, it's the youngest team in the Premier League. I found people very experienced, very much knowing exactly what they had to do. Get out, getting out uh, the ball from uh, um, different, d- difficult situations, but very, very calm, uh, technically perfect, spot on. Let, and let's, let's, always let's working hard the, for the others. From a defensive perspective, talk us through the three goals uh, from maybe a Fulham point of view, Frank. Oh. Oh, my God. My God. Uh, Can we talk about Robinson on the U.S. television? You know, that was was something special. The first goal, well, it's a header, so it can be, okay, you can consider a goal like that. It can happen. You know, Gabriel is very good. He showed it lately that he scored already a, a, a goal. But that second one, look at that. The cross, okay. But look at Robinson not even playing the ball. I don't know, what do you do, my man? What do you do? Why do you? You're not a fan, you know, not, not here to, to see Marinelli scoring, you know, Martinelli scoring, sorry. What? He's not even looking at the ball. And the, and the third one, uh, look, look, look at him again. You know, we're going to see Robinson on the, on, the, on, the, on the left side, where there is good action, Trossa is doing well. But up, missing the header, you know, and not coming back. And the defense, they were nowhere near it. I mean, that was so many fouls in that specific uh, uh, chance from, uh, and goal from Arsenal. Appalling from Fulham, because Fulham is having a very good se- uh, season. And uh, I didn't recognize the team that I saw playing against, uh, uh, for example, Chelsea and doing so great. So, but, yeah, you know, you have to say that they played against maybe the... The champion, so it's why it was so hard for them today. Uh, Jules, uh, you're at the game. The way the Arsenal just continued to pressure in that first half was really completely opposite what we saw from Manchester City this weekend. And looking at it, there's really only one champion, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought the intensity was, again, very impressive from an Arsenal point of view. And I think, especially then when they get into the lead, it's easier to control the game. But the way they started again, and they, this, is, this has been one of their things, they, start, they usually start not against Bournemouth last weekend, but apart from that game, they've, they've always started really well this season. And when you go away to a team like Fulham, like they did at Brentford, it's a similar game back, I think, at the end of August or beginning of September. Go away to Brentford and start on the front foot like that, putting a lot of intensity, scoring in that first half. I mean, when you're 3-0 up at halftime, obviously the, the game is, is over, the game is gone. And even if it's the opposition that made mistakes on your goal, you know that if there's a little mistake from the opposition, you, you're going to be there, you're going to be ruthless, you're going to take those chances and score. And I think that's very, very impressive. 
the City played Crystal Palace, which was a very different game to Fulham because Fulham, I think, wanted to play at some point and were ready to play. Like they've been a really good playing playing team, at, especially at home this season. Whereas for Palace, we knew they were going to defend and have 11 men in their own box through the whole game. So it was a different approach for City. But but on the intensity, it's certainly true that Arsenal have been the most intense team so far this season. Let's take a look at Arsenal's next six fixtures. Then uh, coming up, of course, they're starting to get they're starting to get close. To, of the course where they want to be. Palace, United, Anfield, and then it's away against West Ham, Southampton before Manchester City. If you were to draw up fixtures, Sean, from an Arsenal perspective, yeah. with the exception of Anfield, it ain't bad at all, is it? Well, and, and, and the, the, the trouble is Liverpool have been showing consistency as, as they've shown over, over just the last week. Other side to that is a couple of those in Palace and, and West Ham, our, our London derbies, but so was this game against Fulham. And I, I, all I can do is, is echo what Julian and, and Frank said. I thought 3-0 abs flattered Fulham, in all honesty. Mm. Arsenal really were that good. It's also good to, to hear Frank use the term mature around a very young Arsenal side because I thought that second half showed a maturity to, to Arsenal that maybe we'd not seen in previous seasons. The game was won. Yeah. They took the foot off the gas and, and just, just let the game play out, kept the clean sheet. The only concern about this performance from Marcel was, I thought, Saka underrepresented. And given the fact that he played nine... next, Shaq. <laughs> no, I, and, and that's... But Woo! all I'm saying is, I, I say that only because he played 90 minutes against Sporting. And you just wonder if that had an impact. That was something we'd, we discussed this week. Other than that... You think he should be dropped? I, <laughs> he's been one of the best players. Sell him, sell him right now, Dan. Sell him right now, I say. Wow. Um, that, that being said, but, uh, but back, back trying to be serious, I, I, I thought... The, oh, you were the one who brought it up. I'm just, I'm just saying, I was just pointing that out. Of everything, as good as it were, that was my only concern. Um, if from a NASA perspective, you have to think that you have to be perfect, at least going into that City game. That City, despite their own maybe inconsistencies or not <laughs> how good they are, you're, you're going to bank on them, on them absolutely winning. And then that gives you that, uh, that little bit of wiggle room in that game uh, at, at, at the Etihad. Um, but on this, on, on this performance, on this showing... I, I, I see no reason to, to, to think other than that for us. It, it was important to have a no-stress win. Right. See, all, all these cardiac wins, they're, they're all exciting. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's fantastic. Right, but they wear on you. Sure. It's nice to have a dominant performance, a stress-free performance when you're done by halftime and you can say, all right, let's relax, knock the ball around. We don't need to be winning games in the 94th minute every weekend because eventually this is going to come back. And so I just think it's important for Arsenal's perspective, for that confidence to continue to rise. Yes, we like the cardiac wins, but we love the dominant performances. And that, I thought, was today for Arsenal. Meanwhile, at the same time of that game, at Old Trafford, Manchester United were in action against Southampton. Uh, no goals in this game. One red card, though, and it'd be shown Gee. towards Casemiro for the challenge here. Hmm. That would kind of change the outlook of the game. Well, certainly according to Ten Hag, who is not happy with the officials, here's what he had to say after the draw. What I think is um, uh, the inconsistency. Uh, the players don't know uh, anymore uh, what is the policy. And I think it's all across. And uh, when you see this weekend, the Premier League, um, yesterday, Leicester Chelsea, and then his VR is not coming on the line. Today it's coming on the line. And then it's coming a penalty. 
uh, two penalty situations, but they don't come on the line. I think, the f especially the first one, I think for me was clear and obvious handball. So, what is the policy? In case you missed it, this was the incident yesterday. Uh, during the show, everyone agreed this should have been a red card. Uh, you can see the challenge here from Ricardo mm. on Jack mm. Felix. Mm. I think it was a big surprise there that VAR didn't intervene. But I think for Ten Hag to use that as an example doesn't really quite work, does it? Because everyone agreed that should be red. And the right. Casemiro one should be red as well. It's just poor officiating in the Chelsea game. Yeah, if, if you want to address it as lack of consistency, okay, fine. But that doesn't absolve Casemiro. See, that doesn't make Casemiro not guilty or innocent. Casemiro should have been thrown out of the game as he was. And Ricardo should have been thrown out of the game. That's a different conversation. That's a different discussion. Do you agree, Frank? I do. I totally agree with Ali. Um, Ricardo's uh, contact is a, is a horrendous contact, even if it's an unfortunate contact from Casimiro, because I think he touches the ball and the, and the foot rolls over the ball and, uh, and then touches uh, the players. But it's a red card, definitely a red card. So it's uh, out of context for, context from, uh, from Mr. Ten Hag. Um, it's a red card and it's not a subject. We can talk about the, about the penalties or not after, but those tackles... Two red cards, for sure. Uh, well, let's talk about the penalty, shall we? Because the handball one is interesting. Because was it actually a handball? Jules, what did you think? I thought, I thought it was a handball. I know the rule says that if your arm is already on the floor, I mean, there's, a, there's, there's, there's a detail like that. I mean, remember the Suchek one for West Ham against Chelsea? I, I, I thought it was quite it, similar to... Do you think it hits his arm, John? This is it. Does it hit? Mm. I no, thought it no, did no, hit no, his no. arm. I thought this... No, Frank. What do you think? If you, if you don't give the Sushek uh, a Sushek action penalty, you don't give a penalty no, but for don't that. Use the I think he touches thighs don't, first. No, but it's the same. No, no, but I think I think he touches I think he touches his thighs first. And then maybe, maybe, and I'm not sure about that because I'm not 100% sure, as Ali would say, to see if he really touches his, uh, his, uh, his hands or his arm. So I would say no penalty for me because I have a doubt. But if you tell me if somebody can be sure that he touches the, the hand or the arm before the thighs, well, let's, let's go for a pen. That's if you're happy. What do you think, Shane? I, I, I think it's more penalty than not. I think, yeah, yeah I, I think it, this really comes down to the interpretation of, of the official. That ball travels a long way. I know there's a slip involved. Um, Veghorst is, is in very close proximity as well. It, that has an impact on Does it hit the outcome. I, I think so. That's the big question. Yeah, I, I, I think... That's more well, penalty than so. not. I think so. It's not an answer, Shaka. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It's not an answer. Yes. I think it's a penalty. I think it's a penalty. But I don't know if it hits his arm. I think it does. No. Yeah, but see. No. Thinking. You think? Are you sure? I, see, see, that's a, that, I think that's what Frank is getting to. That thinking, <laughs> believing that maybe it hit his arm is not enough for it to be a penalty, certainly in the eyes of VAR. That's all I'm saying, that it doesn't become a clear and obvious evidence for you to then say it's a penalty. So if you continue to say, I think so, Frank is going to continue to say, are you sure? And then we're never going to end this conversation. And what do you say? <laughs> I say no penalty. No penalty. No penalty. Because it... I think it's... What? I think... What? No, actually, I... Look at it 
and feel like when the ball hits him, it hits him somewhere up in the sleeve area along with the thigh at the same time. That's why I don't think it's a penalty. 2-2. Two, two. Okay, so who gets to decide and vote? Too nope. much doubt. Too much doubt right. to, to give a penalty. The if body shouts the loudest. If you have doubts, you cannot give a penalty. If you have doubts, you can give a penalty. Let's uh, talk about the first one. So there was two penalties <laughs> that Ten Hag wasn't happy about. Okay. The handball and then this challenge here on Bruno Fernandes. What did you think about this one, Frank? Oh, well, because it's Bruno Fernandes, I'll <laughs> never give a penalty first because I know that nine out of ten I will be right, you know. Uh, but I think, I think Kai, um, um, what is his Walker name? Peters. Um, uh, I forgot his name. Kyle, works with Peters, thank you. Touches the, the, the ball at the same time that he touches the leg with his left, left foot. So therefore, for me, there is no evidence that he touches with his left foot Bruno Fernandez's foot before he touches the ball. Therefore, because I'm not sure, I will give the benefit of the doubt, which is no penalty. Shaka. That's not a penalty. Oh. Hey. Oh, no. I, definitive. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Definitive. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I don't think that was a penalty. Oh. <laughs> what? I don't think that was a penalty. Okay. Oh, no, yeah, God. that's all. I just wanted to Can you be sure Frank's in reactions. Once? Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. There we that's go. Uh, Jules, any contrasting opinion to that? No, I agree with the boys. I didn't think it was a pen, and more replays doesn't change. I think it's not a pen. Ah, there we go then. That's nice. Uh, who, who, watched, you, you, who watched this game? Obviously, you were Fulham. Did you watch this game, Frank? I did. Oh, you watched it, Shaq? Yeah. Tell us about uh, Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, Shut, I, shut I, up, I'm talking to Shaq. I, I did. Now. Right, Shaq out. I, I actually <laughs> thought there wasn't much of a drop-off after Casemiro was sending off. Um, United went to 4-4-1, Rashford played on front and, and played on counter-attack and, and did very well. Poor Southampton team. Um, both both keepers. Yeah, they had to make some good saves. Both keepers had to make very good saves. Both both teams had had woodwork rattled, um, and and it was it was very even in, in all honesty. So I don't think I think a point is fair. Right. Both will feel they could have gotten more given 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 the saves made at either end. Um, but also recognize that they quite easily could have lost it. It's uh, it's actually amazing that this game ended up zero zero. Yeah. There were opportunities and chances everywhere. And if you have forgotten as to why Theo Walcott is playing at Southampton, this was a game that would remind you why. Man, he cannot finish an opportunity, he cannot finish a chance. And it's, it's true for all of Southampton because there were chances there to win this game. There was a chance also for Manchester United. Basuno makes a really good save on a shot on, on Bruno Fernandes. 0-0, and it's crazy that it ended up 0-0. 20 years you've been having to go to Theo Walcott. What? Disgusting. <laughs> uh, in the late game, a big win for Newcastle. Of course, been dropping points late. Uh, they were in action against Wolves. It would start off well for Eddie Howe's side, 26 minutes in. Uh, Isaac with a header to make it 1-0. It's an outstanding header. Good ball in. But this is a long way out, a difficult angle, and man, he generates power and direction with it. But with 20 minutes to go, a mess at the back. Oh, oh, did, but, ah. Rangy Tim would be more than happy to make the most of that. Then Almiron would come on as a second-half substitute and a huge goal here for Newcastle. And he does well in passing the ball inside, continues his move, first good touch <laughs> going forward. 
Opens up his body, finds that far post. Passion, Newcastle, three points. Hey, hey. Oh, his eyes popping out of his head are marvellous. <laughs> okay, so here we go then. According to the bookies, it's a three-horse race as to who will take that fourth spot. It's between Spurs, Newcastle and Liverpool. Newcastle have two games in hand over Spurs. If they win both of those, they'll be two points clear of Conte's side. Liverpool is sitting in sixth at the moment. They have one game in hand on Spurs. Ooh. Ah. Newcastle, Shaka. Yeah, I'm, I'm back at Newcastle to finish, finish in the top four now. Totally contrasting what I said a week or so ago. Right. That's because uh, Liverpool just can't seem to figure out who they are. They, they fill it with hope and then, and then crush your post-TV on a, on a roller coaster. Um, and then Spurs, I, I just feel as... I, I just feel that, that this Spurs team will, will once again shoot themselves in the foot. I've been... Waiting for Newcastle to again find their goal-scoring boots. Isaac coming back lasted, what, 68 minutes or something. So I, I thought that's a huge boost for them um, and puts them in a better position than the others in terms of finishing top four. Who's the Frank LaBeouf millions on? Mm. Newcastle. I have to follow Shaka, you know, uh, because I think, I really think that they deserve to finish fourth. Liverpool, as Shaka said, you know, they don't know where to stand. You know, they can win 7-0 and lost 1-0 uh, some days after. Uh, I mean, they don't deserve to finish in the first four. That's it. And Tottenham, you know, yeah, yesterday they won 3-1, I think. Um, but the football they, 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 they show us is not enjoyable. When you see Newcastle playing... It's the football I like in England, you know, the, the good spirit that I want to see. And I think they're very much a surprise and it would be nice to see them, see them finishing in the first, uh, first four. Jules? After Liverpool, haven't I? Since after the World Cup, I, even if they're so frustrating as we saw this weekend against Bournemouth, I still think that they have the potential to, to go on a, on a good run, even on the tough games that they still have left to play. And I, they actually... Again, not that far. They've got a game in hand on Spurs too. So, and let's not forget Brighton, by the way. Three games in hand, but I still think Liverpool could, could, could over, overtake everybody and finish in a Wow, I'm surprised you say Liverpool, Jules, given what we've seen from them. I know, I still think that at some point they will find some consistency. the old French? No, 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 it's not that. It's not that, because I, I mean, come on. You, you can't have Gakpo, Salah, Darwin, Jota and not being able to... To, to score more, to be more consistent with the ball. Uh, the midfield is still a mess, uh, of course, and it will keep changing and tweaking it because there's not one midfield three that works for them. But I still think that they will be able to find consistency and defensively, I, I still think they're better than what we saw at Bournemouth. So, I, 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 yeah, I still believe they can do it. Stubborn, do you think, Hopefully. Frank? That's stubbornness there, isn't Hopefully. it? Hopefully. <laughs> oh yes, I think it is. That's really that's really Parisian. That's very much Parisian. <laughs> it's just knowledge. It's knowledge. That's called knowledge. That's all. Uh, just a reminder, ESPN yeah, sure, FC sure. with you throughout the week. Champions League, of course, dominating this week. Should be some cracking ties as we wrap up the round of 16. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. In La Liga, Barcelona beat Athletic Club by one goal to nil. Rafinha would score just on the stroke of half time. Then Athletic Club thought they got a late equaliser through Williams. That would be chalked off for a handball from Athletic Club in the build-up. Right decision, Ali? Right decision. If the discussion is about a handball, Iker Munein turns his body, touches the ball with his arm. Now, if you want to talk about a high kick or high boot from Frankie de Jong, that's a different discussion. Right decision, but felt harsh to me. I, I... As a referee, I would have let it stand. Oh, yeah. There you are. In so, the end, so right decision, but let it stand? I w- if I was referee, and let it stand. Okay. Okay, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> Barcelona win by one goal to nil. <laughs> then just taking a look what that means, nine points and the difference at the top of the table going into our Classico, of course, live on ESPN Plus uh, next weekend. Let's welcome in Frank LeBeuf. Oh. Uh, shall we? Frank, obviously, you're not normally a La Liga man, but uh, what were your impressions on this game overall? Um, hi guys, I, I like the intensity of the game. I like the players try to go fast, but sometimes too fast. Sometimes they mixed uh, pace with uh, rush, and uh, and um, so he occurred some uh, some mistakes from from the from the players, and especially from Barcelona. But overall, I enjoyed the game. And uh, if I can have uh, just one second to explain why I think the goal from Athletic should be allowed, is because I think that there is a de- definite. Handball from Mumen, but why he, he does that? Why there is handball? Because the consequences of of the high foot of uh, of uh, Frankie de Jong. Otherwise, he would have never turned and uh, and uh, and touched the ball with his uh, with his hand. It's why the referee should have seen, should have should have should have looked a little bit further up, further before where why the players has to turn because there is a high foot. Otherwise, then therefore. You keep on playing, therefore there is a goal. Doesn't matter though, does it? Doesn't annul the fact that he did handball the ball. And by the letter of the law, mm. Frank Lepeuf, <laughs> the goal was chalked off. Uh, overall, Ali. Oh, but... really? Okay, so we don't care about the high foot. So we don't care about the high foot, is what you're saying. <laughs> okay, okay, so you can kick the guy in the head, doesn't matter. If he makes a handball, there's no problem. Yes. Okay, thank you. Yes, there we go. There we are. Good. I'm I'm glad glad that's clear. (laughs) Fair fair enough. Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) As you say. (laughs) Basketball in La Liga, aren't they? Yes, they are. And we felt that way coming into this match, and even more so after this result. And look, you shouldn't be surprised that this is how it's going from Barcelona and that this is how the game was played. This is who they have become. A team that will defend, sometimes will defend well, other times Ter Stegen comes up with a save, and when that doesn't happen, Jules Koundé is on the line like today, and he clears it off the line. There's an element of good fortune to the way that Barcelona tends to defend nowadays. However, you cannot deny the fact that they're organized, they're resolute, there is energy defensively, they're taking pride in winning games this way. It's not what we're used to seeing from this group or from this, from this club, but certainly, 
it is the identity of this particular group of players from Barcelona, of this edition of Barcelona. They're going to win games 1-0. That's just the way it is. That's factual information, and it describes their season. And today we thought it was going to be a problem with Ronald Araujo being uh, suspended. They come in, they do a job, Ronald Araujo was missed, but not that much because they kept a zero again. Continues to be the pattern of play for Barcelona, continues to be the main characteristic of this version of Barcelona. And to answer your question, Dan, I just don't see where else they're going to drop points. It, they may lose next week. That's still six-point difference. Yeah. And the other way to look at it is they may win next week. And if that's the case, is turn off the lights, warm up the bus. It's time to go home. Well, just a reminder then, the Clasico is next week. Live on ESPN Plus, Real Madrid against Barcelona. Exclusive on ESPN Plus. Barca with the opportunity to extend their lead over Carlo Ancelotti's side to 12 points. Real Madrid, of course, looking to try and defend their title. They are very much drinking in the last chance saloon. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. It's good that we got Jules and Frank on because obviously these quotes in La Parisian uh, went public uh, at the end of the week. Uh, this is what Didier Deschamps had to say on Karim Benzema missing the World Cup. There's only one truth and Karim knows it well. Karim is annoyed because this World Cup meant a lot to him. After the results of a scan confirmed his injury, he told me he was dead. In the best case scenario, his return to training couldn't have been before December the 10th. When I left him, I said, Kareem, there's no hurry. Organize your return with the team manager. When I woke up, I realized he'd gone. It was his decision. Uh, Benzema responded uh, on his social media, uh, tweeting out, um, well, it was, a, it was a gift that was basically calling Deschamps a liar. Oh. Uh, that's basically where we are. A clown and a liar. Uh, <laughs> Frank and... Jules. Yeah, all right. There we go. <laughs> which one's which? <laughs> uh, are, are with us as well. Uh, um, I'm drawn to you first, Jules, given your relationship with Benzema. Where do you stand on this? Well, we're just waiting now to hear Benzema's version, his truth, his side of the story, really, and another story that he put out last night uh, saying, well, I will, have to, I will have to speak now. I will have to tell the truth. I really believe that he didn't want to say too much before the end of the season. And now he feels that after the, the big Deschamps interview that he gave to Le Parisien, the one we read, but also to Le Figaro on the same day, um, that Benzema now has to say some, has to has to give his version for let's, sure. Let's just remind we are, people. We on the case. So basically, the so Benzema feels he was forced out. Yeah, that he wasn't didn't feel welcome in yeah. the squad. Was never welcomed back, and like it was almost a relief for Deschamps to see him gone. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, no, I think he, if he felt that he was welcome back. It's just that on this incident at the World Cup, the fact that he arrived already injured, if you remember, he had not played for a few, for a couple of weeks with Real Madrid already. And then he had that setback on his, on his thigh injury. And, 
And after that, he suddenly felt that maybe they could have kept him a little bit more, have another scan 48 hours after the injury and see how the injury had evolved before really calling it and saying like, okay, you need to go home. Uh, because it feels like maybe I think that injury was not that serious, despite what Deschamps is saying that. And for me, and I, again, me and Karim haven't spoken about that since the interview uh, that Deschamps gave this weekend, this week, but it feels like they, they, I think they, they're not on the same page in terms of the gravity of the injury. Deschamps says that he could not have played again before December the 10th. I think that the story from Benzema and the Benzema truth might be different in the sense that he doesn't feel the injury was actually that bad and that would have kept him out that long. Frank, what's your take on it all? Well, uh, Didier Deschamps gave his uh, version, his truth and uh, what he really thinks. Uh, I really want to know what Karim thinks about that and what he wants to answer to, uh, uh, to Didier Deschamps. Uh, and then after we'll uh, make up our mind. But as, until we don't have anything from Karim, I mean, we, we cannot suppose, we can only suppose that um, <coughs> Didier Deschamps is right. But I want to know why Karim left the day after, why he left like that way uh, without waiting. Um, Real Madrid said that he had that injury as well and he had to come back only after December 10th. So I want to really know the version of Karim. Karim, I think it was... a not a very good uh, move uh, answering in social networks. I, should, I think he should, have, he should have made a statement exactly explaining what, uh, what happened and give his real version. Because is, is the top of the top, is the Ballon d'Or, does he need to go into that situation, history which belongs to the past, where in fact we don't care. We don't care because he already said he won't be back uh, with the national team. He wants to win the Champions League again, wants maybe to win the Liga. That's the present of Karim Benzema. The past and why he didn't leave, why he didn't come back, why he didn't play for the national team. Really, it doesn't really matter. It's only sad for him that he couldn't play for the national team. Maybe sad for us, maybe we would have won the World Cup with him, but we'll never know. So it's part of the past. So... Don't answer or give a restatement, please, Karim. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Uh, meanwhile, in Italy, it's course over. Napoli will be champions. Uh, they beat Atalanta by two goals to nil yesterday. Uh, meanwhile, we saw victories for Juventus. However, Roma and their crazy season continues. Defeat for them as they remain fifth in the table. Jules, what stood out for you uh, from Italy today? Well, that Roma defeat is, is quite incredible, really, when you, when you see the red card for Kumbula just before the break, where he literally kicks Berardi on the floor, gets a, gets a red, and a penalty at the same time, of course, when the ball had been, had, was, was cleared way, way away from where Kumbula and Berardi was. And that crazy two seconds of Kumbula really, I think, cost Roma the, the game because they were 2-0 down early on because they, they started poorly, but after that, they pulled one back. 
And I think at 2-1, it was very much game on. Then Berardi scored that penalty. 3-1, they were, they were obviously 10 against 11. And despite the wonder goal by Paulo Dybala, it was not enough. And it's a, it's a defeat in that very tight race for fourth, for third and fourth place, from, from second, sorry, to, to fourth. There's a lot of teams that can still pretend finishing in the, in the second, third and fourth place. That defeat could hurt, really cost and hurt Roma. Thank you very much, Jules. There's always a lot more from Jules on the latest edition of the Gab and Jules podcast. Uh, that will be available to listen to on Monday. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Castel Negreda, of course, has been dominating the Spanish press and ahead of the game between Barcelona and Athletic Club, Ali, Gemma and Jules spoke about it. All right, well, before we focus on this game in a little more detail, let's focus on what's been going on, of course, Uh-oh. off the pitch and of this story regarding Barcelona and the referees over the years is going nowhere. In fact, it's getting traction, of course, with the Spanish prosecutors issuing a statement yesterday saying FC Barcelona reached and maintained a strictly confidential verbal agreement with Enrique Negria so that in his capacity as vice president of the CTA, in exchange for money, he would carry out actions tending to favor Barcelona in the decision-making of referees in the matches played by the club. Uh, Real Madrid, for the first time since this scandal broke, released this statement at the weekend. Real Madrid expressed their deep concern about the seriousness of the facts and reiterate their full confidence in the action of the justice and have agreed that in defense of their legitimate interests, they will join the complaint as soon as the judge takes up the case. Now, we heard Laporta, he tweeted this out, stay calm, Barca fans. Barca are innocent of what we're being accused of, victims of a smear campaign against our honor in which everyone is now involved. No surprises, we'll defend Barca and prove the club's innocence. Right, obviously what really we want from all of this is just in layman's terms to know what's going on, Jules. It, it, it seems there has been money exchanged. There's, there's no question about that. The question is, what was that money for? Yeah, exactly. We've seen the accounts of Negrera. I think Barcelona admitted as well that they paid the 7 million euros over that period of, let's say, 2001 up to 2018, something like that, which is a, a, a very big amount of money, really. And like you said, right now, it's either they got scammed by Negrera, who said to them, listen, I'm in a strong position, I can influence referees, maybe I can do this, I can do that. But in the end, maybe nothing happened, really, but he took the money. Or it's worse than that for Barcelona than just being scammed. And in the sense that, that, ref, that the, 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 the vice president of the referee association, Negrera, actually had some influence on who the referee were for the Barcelona games, what they did. I mean, he's saying that it was to make sure that the, the calls were fair towards Barcelona, so in, in a way that they didn't get uh, messed up by the referee. 
But the, the, the difficulty, I think, for the prosecution here is that they would have to prove mm. black and white that Barcelona obviously benefited from, from the, the influence of that referee on other referees. Uh, Negreira, of course, kind of claims, Jules, that basically he was compiling reports, yes, for the Barcelona staff to use. That's what he said. Yeah, that he was there to give advice, then advice on VAR, for example, you know, like that he offered that to the club, that before that he was, he was just helping out. The, the issue here is that pretty much every single manager in that space of time, or certainly the biggest one, we heard Ernesto Valverde saying like, mm -hmm. um, maybe, but I, I never saw any of those reports. Uh, at my time at the club, I think Guardiola, certainly some people around Guardiola saying that it's the same for him. So, I mean, I don't know what kind of report Negreira was provided to the club, but if the, the first team head coach, manager, and players from the first team staff, or manager, people from the first team staff, never got, never got hold of them, so what was the point then? And I think, again, that's something that will have to be clarified really by other Barcelona, Negrera, the investigation, something like that. But we need to know exactly what was provided in, in exchange of 7 million euros. Gemma, having lived in Spain, I can guess how this is being divided. The Barca fans all believe Barca that they've done nothing wrong. Meanwhile, everyone else in Spain <laughs> thinks that they are indeed guilty. Is that fair? Not really like this. Uh, of course, a lot of uh, fans of Barcelona believe what Laporta has just tweeted, but there are a lot of members because they are the owners of Barcelona that they need explanations because, as uh, Julian was explaining, uh, there are invoices for 7 million. This is about 35,000 per month. Uh, the, uh, Enriquez Negreira, his firm, said that is for video reporting, but this is a lot of money. These video reportings have not, not been found. Uh, Ernesto Valverde uh, and the other managers never seen these reports. There is no contract. Uh, so everything smells uh, uh, really bad. And a lot of members of the club go on an explanation because the reputation of Barcelona is already damaged. Now we will see what happens with this claim of the prosecutor's office. But, but the reputation is already damaged. And uh, it has already consequences, economical one, because uh, Barcelona were in the verge of uh, getting the loans they need to build a new stadium. And of course, these loans now are in danger because the banks that were about to provide this money, now they are not that sure about this because, of course, this uh, is, uh, for the reputation, very damaging. Uh, so uh, a lot of uh, fans base of Barcelona would like a better explanation because so far the only explanation we have had is that short tweet by Joan Laporta earlier today. Gemma, what's the worst case scenario here from Barcelona's perspective? Could they just be stripped of all the titles that they've won during that period? This is uh, uh, very complex to, to know what can be happening because right now the period investigated is only 2016 and 18, uh, and this is because of tax fraud investigation. Um, uh, the, the prosecutor's office has uh, put that claim. It is a claim. It's uh, not a lawsuit. That's what when you ask Barcelona, they say if they were very sure that they can prove that, if they have uh, proof that Barcelona has been doing this to, to get the, the referee's uh, help, they would have filed a lawsuit, not a claim. Um, so they think that, that they don't have enough evidence to prove that. Of course, they say they are innocent and uh, uh, according to the law, they, they 
can have, uh, mm, for example, the two presidents that are in that claim, uh, Jose Maria Bartomeu and Sandro Rossell, they can go to jail up to four years. <laughs> and Barcelona uh, could have uh, probably to pay or, or some kind of uh, uh, punishment for doing something that, of course, is uh, corruption. Not only this, if uh, they, they are found guilty, La Liga could reconsider uh, what they have said that they won't investigate because it's more than three years ago and, and has prescribed. UEFA can do it as well. So it's a, it's just the beginning of uh, this uh, case. Uh, it's up to one year that this, uh, this claim needs to be investigated. We will be seeing testimonies like President Joan Laporta having to declare, of course, Enriquez Negreira. And then we will see, as uh, Julian was mentioning, if they are able to prove that this money was uh, to, to have the referee's help indeed. One last thing on this, Gemma. Am I right in thinking the 30th minute today, the Athletic Club fans will be throwing, what, fake money onto the pitch with Laporta's head on it? One of the complaints that uh, some fan bases are, are organizing in the stadiums, they, they will be bringing some banknotes with the face of, uh, with the crest of FC Barcelona. They will be blue and red, and they will throw them in the minute uh, 30. We will talk in the halftime and see if this is very massive or not, because it's just a part of the fans of uh, Athletic Club that have decided to organize this. And this fan base, actually, and Barcelona fans, uh, there is a history of a really good relationship because they have a lot of things in common history that the, the fact the way they understand Spain so usually these two fan bases are really good friends we can call it like this so we'll see if this is a massive thing we, we see lots of uh, this fake money to protest about this Enrique Negreira case uh, but it's what the, one of the parts of the supporters have asked to, to the rest well, as for the game, Barcelona won by one goal to nil. And after the match, Gemma caught up with Ter Stegen. It was a really tough game here in, in San Mames with a thrilling ending. How did you experience it? You think so? <laughs> no, it was really suffered, I think, at the end. And, uh, and well, but you know already when you come here that it won't be, won't be easy at all. And, and I think we, we did a good job. We... Uh, in, in a perfect moment, I think we also scored and we knew how to prepare the second half. And then, of course, there's always a moment you have to suffer here. I think, um, yeah, one of the most difficult games we have in, in La Liga uh, as an away game. How did you experience that uh, disallowed goal at the injury time uh, for the handball? Uh, because it was like uh, the decision on the VAR and I guess it was quite a lot of drama because you were losing two points at, at that moment. Yeah, well, I, I didn't see it from distance, obviously, and I mean, the, the referee was even closer and he didn't see it in that moment. And, uh, and well, this is why we have the, the video assistant referee and, and now I'm, I'm happy, of course, that we could uh, remain the, the zero once more and, and have a clean sheet. So really happy for the team. Um, but we knew, as I said, that we have to suffer and, and uh, I think we deserved it today. I think we deserved it. And yet another clean sheet, only eight goals in 25 uh, games. What do you think is the key of your momentum and also the, the, that solidity that this team has? Yeah, I think this is what I said uh, before in an in interview. Uh, I think we know how to suffer and we suffer together and we we actually enjoy defending and I think this is a bit the, the difference to the other years maybe. Uh, and you see already that it's um, yeah we are happy for each other and uh, of course we, we all fight for the same objective and so 
yeah, uh, I think uh, you see it on the field. You feel it that we want to defend uh, as a as a group, and and I couldn't be more happy for for the team. Next game is El Clasico. Um, do you think we will be seeing this version of Barca that they struggle with having the ball, maybe not as uh, before the World Cup? Or what can we see of Barca there? Well, uh, I think uh, today is a bit different game. Of course, in the last Clásico we we played a bit different, um, obligated by by the opponent. But uh, I think it will be a very different game in in the in the league, and uh, we're going to play at home. So we have the supporters in in our back, and and I'm sure we we're going to fight uh, for a win. And and then uh, well, we prepare each other, uh, or we pre we prepare the game uh, next week, and and now we just enjoy the momentum. So as they mentioned, next weekend it is our Clasico. If you're in Los Angeles, head to Tom's for a special watch party with Real Madrid legend Hugo Sanchez. Doors open at 11 a.m. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Meantime, run would continue in Ligue 1, beating Monaco by one goal to nil. Florian Ballin continued his fine form as well, scoring the only goal of the game. Uh, Florian Ballin is currently on loan from Arsenal. Uh, he sits on 40, oh, sorry, 16 goals this season, uh, level with Benyetta and Lacazette. Uh, Julian Ron with us. Uh, Joel, he's been associated with a number of different countries he could choose to play for, including the US. Where do you think his heart will take him? It's a good question, isn't it? I mean, first of all, the season he's having is just amazing, wonderful. The work that he's doing at Reims is Reims, by the way. Just I thought I told you for the last ten years, but uh, at Reims, uh, him and we. My producer corrected me, Jules. I think he knows better. He's from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and as you said, Balogun can play for the U.S. I don't think he's made his mind up. Of course, there's England, there's Nigeria. Uh, also, the possibilities, uh, but I think whoever he chooses, and I, I believe there's a chance for the U.S., of course, uh, to, 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 to have him uh, and, and for him to play, to play there. We know that he's a very good friend with Yunus Musa, for example, so I think there's a lot of ties with the United States, the U.S. men's national team at the moment, things like that, that could be very appealing to him. But the form that he's on at only 20, 21 years of age is, is wonderful. And for the U.S. team, for example, who's lo who are looking for a striker, mm -hmm. like a, an efficient clinical striker, goal-scoring striker, then I think it would be, it would be perfect for that, for that very young team. Uh, more, I'm sure, on his future on the next edition of Football Americas. Be sure to check that out on ESPN+. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
All right, that is it. We are done. You can go and watch it. Oh, the referee's saying the nice guys now. Yeah. Not before extra time, though, which oh, is coming up. Oh, right. Why you that funny face? Uh, Frank LeBeouf is back with us, of course, Ali and Shaka as well. Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Thank you very much, as always, for your questions. Here we go. Come on. Give me some screen time. Mm. Oh, here we go. Hey! There we go. That's Dan. He's here. Shaq is here. Uh, Frank LeBeouf uh, joins us as well. Frank, it's a special day today. Do you know why? Uh, no, not at all. I know we celebrate uh, something special in Europe, you know, about the... Uh, uh, something bad happening in 2004 in Madrid, but otherwise, no, oh I don't. Tell no. me. Oh, God, this is, this is taking a bad turn. It's Pete's birthday today, our producer. <laughs> oh! Hey! Really? Yes. Oh, Pete, we love you. Happy birthday, my dear. For people who Come don't on the know Dutch Pete, guy. People who don't know Pete, Frank, how would you describe him and his mannerisms? Hmm. Oh, I call him Sir. I find him very smart, very high in style, and, uh, and, and very Dutch at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there it is. And there it is. Anything you'd like to add? Shaq, you've worked with him for a very long time. No, 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 no. He's a big fan of chewing gum. A, a, a powerful that, chewer of gum. Yes, that's yes. very animated. He's a, a big fan of loggy meals. And squash. <laughs> squash, big fan of squash. Big fan of squash. And pizza. He loves pizzas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Burnt pizzas. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. First question. Yeah. Ali, does Dembele come straight back into the 11 or does he have to fight given Rafinha's recent form? Well, if he's fit and ready to go, he comes back straight into the 11. You can make the argument that Dembele was the most important player that they had in the attack, certainly in wide areas, when he got injured. And so he's the one guy that provides this team with a change of speed a real true change of speed in the final third so yes he comes back into the starting 11 Rafinha will have to go to the other side he doesn't come off the field somebody's going to come off the field it's going to be Ferran Torres Rafinha will go over to the left Dembele stays on the right well a real question for Shaka mm. how much of a problem is De Gea's distribution <laughs> United can't seem to get out of a high press or play a high line because of him does he need to be replaced in the summer no United can't get out of a high press because of the hair's distribution. I, I'm, it's not, that's not adding up for me. You get out of the high press with the defenders and, and, and how they move the ball. That's not down to, that's not down to the hair. He has been one of United's best players. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not sub subscribing to that at Ooh. all. Oh, there we go. What do you subscribe to, Shane? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, do we want to know? I um, have many, many subscriptions. Really? I subscribe to our ESPN FC YouTube channel. Well oh, done. Oh, hey, there, there you go. go. Cop rate check out. There That's you go. Wow to come out. Yes. yes. <laughs> we didn't know what was going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I think it's at 2.6 million at the moment. Uh, hey. And it's lovely. The picture at the top. Me, you, Ali. No, Frank. Hey. Ah. Ah. Unlucky, son. Unlucky. That's all right. I want the you World know, Cup. We, it's in my contract. I'm not... I'm, I'm not in the picture under 3 million subscribers. Oh, oh yes, look at that. <laughs> okay. Frank, <laughs> this is tough. Get ready. Yeah. Start, bench, drop in their prime. Conte, Makaleli, Petit. Mm. Oh. Oh. 
Oh my god. Oh. Mm. I would love to uh, I would love to drop my my uh, my best uh, my best mate, but I have to put Makelele, then Kante, then Petit. Then Petit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, because Petit didn't have a full career in the middle of the park. He also played left back at the beginning and after center back, then came in the middle of the park uh, when he almost signed for, for, Mon uh, for Arsenal. Uh, but before playing for Monaco, he had a, a childhood, almost childhood on the world where he was playing just after the academy on the left side and then after as a center back. But Makelele, I mean yeah. Makelele, when he left Madrid, they, I think they didn't win the Champions League for a couple of, uh, of years. He was the man-man, you know, I, I, in the middle of the park for Madrid. Absolutely fantastic player. And this, I would say, his son in the world of football is Kante. And I love those kind of players. Right. I love those, those players who give everything for the team, works, maybe in the shade, but you can realize, if you know football, the importance of those players. Does Petit still have his long flowing hair, Frank? Let me see. Let me see your hands. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, still, and me, I'm still, I'm still shaved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I same, wasn't, same I wasn't haircut. About yeah. you. He didn't I wasn't making it about you. It's coming a little bit grey. It's coming a little bit grey, but he hide it very well. So yeah, he's yeah. still handsome. Look at the, the glint in his eye. He's got grey. He's getting old. Guys, saw the Madrid documentary on Apple it's TV. ESPN FC heavily featured in that. Oh. They, obviously, Frank is in the trailer. Mm. It's got Frank going, Real Madrid will never oh, win cool. anything this season. Mm -hmm. And then obviously they come back and win oh. it. They should take it to the Frank. After the comebacks last year, are Madrid favourites this year, or is the crew going to back Manchester City again? Mm. Right. Where do you want to start? Let's start with an anti-Madrid Frank. Oh, no, 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 this season, I don't want to be next season in the trailer of Real Madrid, you no know, documentary. So, yes, Real Madrid is going to win everything. They are the best team in the world, you know, and they're going to, they're going to prove that uh, it wasn't a miracle last season, that it's really fair that they won last season. So they're going to win again. Wow. wow. The contempt and sarcasm. Yeah, I don't, I don't no. feel that's yeah, that genuine. That was not. No. no, who are you backing, Shane? I said, I, right now I'm backing Bayern Munich. Really? Yeah. I, I thought their performance over two legs against PSG was simply outstanding. Outstanding? Out, they and given, given City's own... Um, outstanding, Shane. Outstanding. Wasn't one of the, one of the legs in when you were in Carnival? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why, that's why they were outstanding. <laughs> that evening was outstanding, Dan. Outstanding. You have to. What are we talking about? Outstanding. Outstanding, that was. What, what a performance. <laughs> but what a performance. Who are we talking about, Shane? Yeah. <laughs> what was the score in the first place? 1-0. Oh, yeah. Hey. scored? <laughs> Yep. Who are you going for, Ali? Outstanding. Uh, well, I would say that Real Madrid would probably prefer to not be in this conversation right now. They, they, they some, somehow Real Madrid feel like they're some sort of underdog. Yep. Like in in, in the documentary. Yes, in in Europe that Real Madrid are not considered to be the favorites and you know we're just gonna come back all the time because poor little us what a team we are and come on now you're still Real Madrid you're still a major player in the competition 
But if indeed your hope and your preference is that we don't pick you, because then you're you picking Ali. <laughs> we, we have a documentary to film here. Are we rushing? We, we have a documentary to, to, to film. You know, <laughs> do you need to go and watch something? What, what happened? You have an Oscars party? What is it? Oh, the Oscars. <laughs> I'll take Manchester City. Really? No one's mentioned Napoli again. Anti-Napoli rhetoric. Oh, anti okay. and, and anti-Benfica as well. Well. <laughs> no. well what about anti-Chelsea? Anti-Chelsea. Oh, Completely. Okay. 100% anti-Chelsea in the show. Are <laughs> <laughs> you see? Oh. oh, my God. Dan, I'm flying to Madrid tomorrow. Any bars, restaurants, or karaoke places you recommend? Mm. Oh. Oh. Okay, so now, now you're happy. Right. Okay. Now you're happy. Right. What you need to do <laughs> is go to Cher's Laser Karaoke, which is just off Plaza, Plaza Santana, yeah? You know, I, no, I, don't look for me. Plaza I wasn't there. Plaza Santana, there's some lovely tapas bars <laughs> there as well. Make sure you have the pulpo, the patatas bravas, the tortilla, um, have a nice paella. Be careful in Seoul, though, because People in Seoul prey on maybe some of the drunken people coming out of the Irish bars late at night. So be careful that you don't get pickpocketed. Call, call Dan's name, you'll get a 40% discount off your entire bar. O'Connell's. I wonder if I could Dubliners. Dubliners is where I first kissed the niece. Oh, no, okay, lovely that's moment. good. <laughs> oh. oh she is there me. pictures of that? Are they? Oh. Pictures of that, we want to have evidence. You're of that. such a romantic. Oh, man. beautiful, beautiful. So I'll just walk and go to Retiro. Retiro is beautiful as well. Enjoy, walk everywhere. It's fantastic. Is there any place you have not been? What they are the second kiss from uh, from uh, right, you from his wife. Don't start. <laughs> a lot of those names could have had better pronunciations, but no, there we go. Yeah. But it's it's one of those great cities that it's small enough you can just walk everywhere. Yes, it's very, it is a great city. It's very manageable. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Here we are in Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> final question. Shaka, explain to me the credit card thing. What happened? Oh, so when I was graduating from college, I got an application for a credit card. Might have been two, I can't remember now. Two cards, which credit card companies sent to graduating students. I got them, went to England, maxed them out. It was great. Do you not still owe debt somewhere? Oh, so, well, this was 1992. So right. this is so Maximoto 92. Yes. Um, fine. When I come back to the US in 2006, they send me the bill. Ooh, how was the interest on that? Oh, it was uh, a lot. Right. So I actually remember, so I maxed the credit card out. My then girlfriend, now wife. Mm. Comes, comes to visit me in England. We in this, we in this department store, um, using my card. Because I'm, I'm up here, I've had a few months. And then the, the lady's on the phone, and then she goes, um, Sorry, I have to cut this credit card up. And my wife goes, What do you mean you have to cut this credit card up? We need to see the manager. Oh, and I'm like, No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we need to leave. <laughs> we just need to go. She's like, No, no, they can't do that. I'm like, Yes, I can. Let's go. So we, I just, I just bailed. Wow. <laughs> Shaka, do you know that this story is, doesn't paint you in the best light? I thought you're the intelligent one in the group. <laughs> uh, uh, 
I thought I was pretty smart myself. <laughs> you do know that this is not a good story to be telling, Shaq. I, I, so you just thought, I'm never going to go back to America, so what's the point? Yeah. Stuff it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. How much was it? I can't remember now. 20? A lot. No, it wasn't that much. Oh. It wasn't because of the student card. Oh, so I, I think it was, it was about a grand on each card. Oh, man. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't. When you so well. <laughs> Still not good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Five minutes for that? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> a tough school today. <laughs> for Shaka, start venture drop then. These money saving trips. <laughs> Not paying your credit card bill, <laughs> not using air conditioning, or not going to the dentist. Oh God. The dentist is, is, is the dentist is a lot. I didn't, I didn't realize it was, it was so much. Yes, it is. And we have dental insurance. Yes. You are a wonderful employer. <laughs> and good luck. They're definitely not watching this. They switched off yeah, after the yeah, credit right, card right, story. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and honestly, it, it, it's, it's is a lot. So, I, I don't know how this works. We, we start uh, so what's the best way to save money? Just let your teeth fall out. Right. <laughs> that, that, works, that works really well. Let your teeth fall out, you'll save a fortune. Um, and air conditioning is, 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 is a lot too. Yes, it is. Let your teeth fall out, then sweat, and then Apply for whatever credit cards you get because now all of a sudden you'll have a, a whole lot of expendable income. But right. the AC is a luxury. <sighs> yeah, I uh, guess. Yeah, so you can go. Frank, Frank, do you talk about saving money in your Yeah, book? but Keith. Uh, no, 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 no. I do it, but I talk, don't talk about it. But you know, teeth are, are luxury as well in France. You know, you're not refunded by the, uh, the social security by, if you do something with your, for your teeth. Uh, yeah, it, it, or your eyes as well. You yeah. have to pay. Good story. <laughs> Five minutes for that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It only took one minute. It only took a minute to explain it. You know, not five. Five. Shaka, I thought you were almost going to jail. I know after that story, I said the guy's gonna get to jail. Five minutes. Come on, for 2,000 pounds. Ah, oh, there we go. That brings us to the end then of today's uh, extra time. We will say thank you very much and happy birthday to Pete. Hey. Hey! Where are we, Shaka? Did we get not? Where are we? Only the good people. <laughs> Only the people who pay their bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pay my bills. There you are. Pete models his hair on Frank. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. You model your glasses on Stevie. There you go. Hey. It's like father and son, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, that is it then. We are done. Thank you very much. ESPN FC, back on your screens tomorrow. Part two of Shaka's credit card. <laughs> yes, you just wait. Yes. If he's here. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com FC. Just go to Indeed.com FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 